The Titans fall to the worst team in the NFL. So what in the world happened? This is the Titans 10. We're talking that and much more. Let's go. Welcome into the Titans 10 for Tuesday, October 5th. I'm your host, Easton Freeze, broadcaster and writer with Broadway Sports Media and the 440 Podcast Network. we got a lot lined up today. We're going to do a weekly recap, some post-game pressers, and then a quick hits segment to round things out. So without further ado, let's get into the week four weekly recap. Well, in case you missed it, the Titans lost in embarrassing fashion to the New York football Jets this Sunday, the worst team in the league, in my opinion. They lost 24 to 27 in overtime, taking them to two and two on the year. I've been saying it for a couple years now. The Titans are a team that can beat anyone in the league, and they're a team that can lose to anyone in the league. And they do just that pretty regularly. They massively overperform and underperform in a couple spots every single season without fail. Week four was their massive underperformance so far this year. It was a full-blown disaster for the Titans. You saw a lot of bad things. You saw them settle for three straight field goals in the first half when they were in the red zone. You saw Zach Wilson finally look like the second overall selection in the draft, courtesy of the Titans secondary collapsing in on itself in the second half. You saw Corey Davis play a big role in taking down his former team. You saw the Titans offensive line somehow play worse this week than in the season opener. You saw a 12-yard punt from fill-in punter Tommy Townsend. And you saw a missed field goal in overtime that sealed the loss. Let's first talk about the offensive line, because that's where I think the biggest issue for this team is. Ryan Tannehill was pressured on 21 of his 56 dropbacks, and he was feeling it consistently all game long, the pressure. According to Next Gen Stats, four different Jets defenders generated six-plus pressures, which ties for the most in a game by any defense since 2016. Ryan Tannehill was sacked seven times, bringing his season total up to 17 through four weeks. He's currently on pace to be sacked 72 times this season, which would tie for the second most in league history. Now, there were a couple instances where the pressure was Ryan Tannehill's fault, and he was in a no-win situation all day because he was trying to throw to backup receivers who, because they aren't elite like A.J. Brown and, and Julio Jones, struggle to get separation quickly. But the vast majority of the blame is on the offensive line here. So where are they struggling the most? Here's how the offensive line positions shook out in terms of pressures allowed in this game. And I'm, and I'm rounding up here. Left tackle, 19% of the time. Left guard, 9.5%. Center, 14.5%. Right guard, 43%. And right tackle, 52.5%. So in summary, Roger Saffold played pretty well at left guard, as did Ben Jones and Daniel Munyer in at center. Taylor Lewan played pretty mediocre at left tackle. Nate Davis was absolutely abysmal at right guard. And David Quessenberry allowed pressures more often than he didn't at right tackle. As long as this Titans offensive front continues to be a bottom five unit in the league, 
This team will continue to be mediocre at the very best. I'm telling you, lots of issues in multiple spots this Titans team has, but fixing them won't really mean a ton as long as they're routinely beaten in the trenches this badly. Now, we'll cover the defense in the next segment, but before we move on, I need to highlight the situation the Titans are now in. Coming into week four, Tennessee was 2-1 and one and facing what should have been a cushion in the Jets and the Jaguars in consecutive weeks. Winning both of those games would have put them at 4-1, and one, which would have been huge entering what I believe will be their season-defining month. Weeks six through nine, the Titans face four consecutive massive opponents. They host the Bills on Monday Night Football, then host the Chiefs on the short week, then they travel to Indianapolis to play the division rival Colts on the road, and finally they travel to LA to face the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday Night Football. Having dropped the Jets game, Week 5 becomes a must-win game for the Titans. You cannot enter that month-long trial with a losing record, so that's just something to keep in mind looking ahead. All right, moving into our post-game pressers segment, I've got two clips from head coach Mike Vrabel in his Monday press conference that we're going to be breaking down, both of which pertain to the Titans' defense. The first is his response when asked about the coaching staff's decision to roll out Christian Fulton at slot corner primarily in this game instead of going with other options. Here's what he said. You know, I think that we'll continue to look at Elijah and, and see where he fits. And, you know, obviously... Um, see how he can help us. You know, he's, he's did a nice job in their blitzing, and so you know, we'll have to make decisions, you know, based on game plan, based on, you know, who they have and what their game, you know, what their style of play is and uh, see where we can, you know, he can help us. This really comes back to the Titans coaching staff clearly not believing that their rookies are ready yet, as well as apparently miscasting Christian Fulton, which dates back all the way to last season. They'd said early on with Fulton that they liked the idea of him being used in the slot, and they did so for the first time this season against the Jets. When they made that move, Fulton was promptly put into a blender by Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder, and he looked far worse than he had at any other point this year. Elijah Molden, rookie cornerback, a player who is at his best in the slot, apparently was the inferior choice, according to the Titans coaching staff. The second clip of Vrabel is a bit long, but I think it's important to hear it in its entirety. The question posed is why the Titans secondary continues to play extremely soft off the ball in short down and distance situations. And here was his answer. Is that something that is a problem? No, I don't know. You, you know, man, I, that, that was an, I appreciate the question. I saw your Twitter. Um, and I know you're going to take my quote like, yeah, we were wrong. Like, we should have been pressed and haloed. And, you know, I get all that. You know, we've done pretty well on third down. And, you know, you guys talk to me almost every day. You take what I say and you guys can do whatever you want with it. We're going to go in there and coach it at 1230. Uh, you know, Christian Fulton needs to be up and pressed. And, you know, it's third and 10, and, and Rabbit needs not be 15 yards off. We're going to tell him that as soon as I meet with him. All right, call me a cynic, but you can file this under things that I will believe when I see them. As an objective observer of this defense through four weeks, by far the most frustrating and confusing aspect of their play has been this, right? Routinely lining up 5, 10, 15 yards off the ball in short yardage situations and giving receivers free room to not only get a first down, but then space to make a guy miss. This 
Titans coaching staff has said before that this isn't something they teach or coach, and yet it seemingly doesn't get addressed. It certainly doesn't get fixed. This is the first time we've heard Vrabel address it in a direct manner like this, and while that could be taken as encouraging by some, I'd advise skepticism from Titans fans until they see some tangible results. Our final segment for this Tuesday week four recap show is quick hits. This is where we're going to cover every episode, all the things that you need to know about the Titans that didn't fit into another segment. And we've got a couple to run down for you here. First of all, Harold Landry. Okay, Landry was the brightest spot for the Titans this past Sunday, putting up a second consecutive monster game for the Titans pass rush. He earned the highest PFF grade on the Titans defense and leads the league in QB pressures through four games with 23 leads the league for reference. He's followed closely by Joey Bosa of the chargers with 22 and miles Garrett of the Browns with 21. Next, an update on Derrick Henry, as always. Henry has 510 yards on 113 carries rushing and 125 yards on 14 catches receiving. That puts him on pace for 2,168 yards this season rushing, which would break the single season rushing record, and 2,699 all-purpose yards, which would break the single season record for that as well. Those are... Obviously, incredible numbers, unbelievable. Only he in the league right now is capable of putting those numbers up. But more concerning, though, is is how he's also on pace to shatter the rush attempts and total touches record as well. Shatter them. His workload is absolutely something to keep an eye on for the rest of this season. And it's something I've been cautioning, uh, especially on Twitter as well as on this show. And a lot of people seem to think that that Derrick Henry is this immortal god of a player. Listen, he's incredible. He breaks the mold. He is built different. All of those things, yes. But he's he's not he's not unbreakable. He's not invincible. So keeping an eye on his workload is going to be important as the season goes, especially later in the season when this team is going to have to need big production from him in December and January. Now, finally, a glimmer of hope for Titans fans to end a show that has almost exclusively cast dim projections on this team going forward this season. Since the Oilers became the Titans in 1999, Every single year that the Titans have gone on to win at least one playoff game, they've also lost at least one regular season game to a team that finished with six or less wins. So we end where we begin, right? The Titans remain a team that wins when they aren't supposed to and loses when they aren't supposed to. All right, that's going to do it for today. Make sure to check out my NFL Tears article later this week on broadwaysportsmedia.com. The first edition of this series came out before week one. And starting back this week, it's going to be a weekly series that I do that I think you're going to find really fresh and interesting. So give it a read and let me know on Twitter how dumb and wrong I am about certain teams. Also, make sure to come back on Friday afternoon for the next episode of the Titans 10. We're going to be discussing the news from the week as well as looking ahead to week five against the division rival Jack. Until then, have a great rest of your work week, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Listen, I know every show you've ever listened to has asked you to do that, and you don't. I get it. I'm guilty of it, too. 
But not every show you listen to is brand new and trying to get off the ground like we are. So please, it'll help so, so much if you go rate and review and subscribe to the show. Actually go do it. Thank you in advance. We love a good grassroots effort over here at the Titans 10, and I know you've got a bunch of friends and family who follow the Titans. I know you do. So please, send them this show. And don't just tell them about it. Share the show with them over text. Send it to them. Tell them how much they need it in their lives, because of course they definitely do. All press conference audio in this episode is from TennesseeTitans.com, so thank you to them for providing that for us. Follow me at Easton Freeze and the show at the Titans 10 BSM. That's at the Titans 10 BSM on Twitter to keep up with all of my football coverage and get show updates. Make sure to check out me and my talented colleagues over at BroadwaySportsMedia.com for all things Tennessee sports. We've got a great team of writers as well as a great podcast network with new content five days a week for you to consume. All right, that's going to do it for today. I am your host, Easton Freeze, and this has been the Titans 10. 